Welcome back to the Higher Gear CIO podcast series. I'm Kelly Kierens, president of Celtic QA Solutions. In this episode, Walt Carter, Pat Rombaletti, and John Vineyard continue their conversation on leadership systems. So John, would you like to uh, open the topic of discussion on leadership systems? I would, I would. Um, in the session before, a uh, couple sessions ago, Walt made a comment that I want to come back to because I thought it was particularly poignant. And that was the leaders are constantly being looked at. Uh, we made the comment that the leader's actions must speak so loud no one can hear what they're saying. And uh, the next book I want to write is a book on defining moments. What are those few seconds you get a year that really tell people who you really are? And uh, so when you look at a leadership system, um, most people, I mean, I wish somebody would have told me about this when I was in my 20s. Um, it's how do we lead in an organization? A leadership system should uh, define what you have to come in the door with. You know, if you don't come in the door with the ability to listen, guess what? We're not going to teach it to you. If you don't come in the door with integrity, if your mama didn't teach you that, we're not going to try to have an integrity course to teach you integrity. You know, there's things that you have to come in the door with to be a leader that um, you have to look at who we, who you serve. You know, and Pat mentioned this earlier. I mean, you look at a wide range, all, everything in, in every level of leadership is a multi-stakeholder environment. You know, the CEO has the community and the, and the board and, and uh, patients and, and customers and other stakeholders. The janitor does too at a different level. The janitor can't take hazardous waste and dump it. The community is a customer. And, and uh, leaders have to look at what they have to achieve. Uh, the, and uh, the behaviors that they can't delegate. I can't say to you, you know, Sally really did a good job. Would you go motivate her for me? Mm -hmm. I can't delegate that. Mm -hmm. I can't delegate that. If Sally doesn't think I care about her, why would she follow me? And if she does follow me, it would probably be temporary for a job. So a leadership system, and we're going to walk through one orally in a minute, but I want to get comments from uh, Walt and Pat on it before we uh, uh, go into more of the technical details. So Pat, when you're, when you're coaching, you know, do, do you run into this where you're, you're trying to describe leadership systems that you've, you've heard about from your clients as you're recruiting in, or uh, how do you deal with that? I'm curious. I, I deal with it. I'm, I'm, I'm working with somebody right now who's where there's, there's more than one leadership system operating. <laughs> Big company, more than one system operating, and he's caught in the middle of it. Um, so um, I don't try to uh, compare one to the other because they're all different, right? Um, for many different circumstances, but I do try to, to, uh, to identify what the norms are and what the system is that, that's expected. So in other words, um, we're trying to identify, are you in a culture where you can suspend the norms in order to retain the driving culture of caring, right? Mm -hmm. Or are you in a culture where they say that they have a system that's supposed to support it, but when you question 
Did we just do the right thing? The pushback is, well, we did the, in other words, you're thinking, did we do the right thing? Cause we're a caring culture. And was that, you know, exemplifying that. And I, a, a comparable situation is the pushback is, well, no, we, we did the right thing for the business, but it didn't line up to the culture. Right. So those are the kinds of things that I'm guiding. Um, and sometimes I'm guiding somebody to say, this has happened more than once. You're going to be in the crosshairs continuously. And we really need to think about you need to, needing to make a change because the culture, there's more than one system operating and or the system is running counter to what they say the values in the culture is. And as you speak, I remember I was a director at United Airlines and I remember walking into my boss's office with my documentation that I'd made my quarterly goals. And I remember thinking I should be fired for making the situation changed, but that wasn't the culture. The culture was you make the goals. Mm -hmm. And and I remember thinking to myself so vividly, I should be fired for making these goals. Mm -hmm. um, let me read a definition of a leadership system. A leadership system is how leadership is exercised formally and informally throughout the organization. It's not the CEO. It's not the senior executives. It's, it's every person in the organization that supervises one other person. If you really want to stop a leader in their tracks, ask them, so you're a leader, who's your customer for your leadership? And you know, obviously their direct reports and what are their customer requirements? <laughs> a lot of leaders have never pondered that question. Yeah. Uh, an effective leadership system respects the capabilities of people at different levels. It's got structures and mechanisms and we, we do, we have a lot of commonality. What's a lot of fun is to watch an organization start to look at a leadership system. Typically, the CEO is against this because they are going to tell people what's important, but it's a lot of fun to watch the CEO really start to embrace it because they can see this is our only chance to succeed. I was involved in an international company of about 40,000 people, and the CEO gets up in front of his top 350 employees and says, well, we developed a leadership system because John forced me to do it. And I knew it was a pretty worthless activity and I'm sitting in the front row thinking, oh, this is not going well. <laughs> and he proceeds to talk for the next hour and 15 minutes about it. And he wasn't using notes and he was talking about every piece of it. And he says, you're going to embrace this at every leader at every level. And that video was shown to every new employee. He, you know, it was, he embraced it. And that, that company ended up opening new factories. They ended up just crushing their competition because they had leadership at every level. And what he used, he was CEO of a 40,000 person company. He said, I have $500 decisions coming across my desk. He said, we can't survive that way. And so he was using, you know, that as a, as a definition for uh, leadership at every level. Yeah, it's very similar, John, to what, what we do in the military. We, we try, uh, you know, our best to make sure that when, you know, the, the guy at the top or the person at the top in the chain of command falls, uh, whether that be in battle usually or, or you know, for other reasons, that, that we have somebody that's, a, that's an heir or successor that can step right into that leadership vacuum and fill it. And, and to your point, meet the expectations of those being led. 
Is this somebody that's looking out for us? Is this somebody that's going to take care of us? Or is this some asshole that thinks we're expendable in order for him to get his promotion uh, to the next level, right? And, uh, and so, you know, when, when you start thinking about it in the more, uh, you know, kind of military way or the law of the jungle way, you know, I think you start to see some of the stuff that, that, you know, frankly, Pat, your clients see, and John, that you and I've talked about, which is, you know, kind of the lack of leadership in organizations uh, that are trying to improve operational performance rapidly uh, without that common language and a common structure of a systematic approach to leadership, which we have in the military, it becomes very difficult to hold people accountable to something that, that is undefined. Uh, right. And, and that's really ultimately the great value of the leadership system in my mind is that, you know, it's, it's defined if it's well-defined and it's implemented correctly and supported, as you said, fr from the very top of the organization, then in that case, you get incredible results fast. Uh, and that's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's an amazing benefit of doing this is you can very quickly get to trust as, as Covey says in his book, Speed of Trust. Right. The goal here is to get to the place where everybody knows the rules. They have the, the, the wisdom of the rules and the safety rails in place, and they can then run faster toward the goals and objectives that are important to the organization. Um, it, it's fascinating to me, though, how how many times I've run into over my 36 years now uh, of being you know, in leadership roles, uh, you know, almost from the very beginning as a, as a lieutenant in the Air Force, to today being a C-level executive in an organization that spans half the United States. And it just, people outside the military don't think about this very much. I will, I will share that with you. That's been one of the biggest ahas of becoming a civilian years ago. And even today, they just don't think about it that much. Well, I'd like to walk through, uh, we haven't described a leadership. Yeah, sorry, I, I wanna share one thing, um, as you said that, well, sorry, John, just one quick. Um, I'm currently coaching a former colonel, and um, he's in a very dysfunctional, very, I mean, there is no culture. It's a very chaotic situation, and he is really struggling because it doesn't line up to his experience in the military at all, and um, it, it's hard. I mean, we're trying to trying to reconcile that there isn't well, exactly what you described is 100% lacking over here. And that's happened with a lot of senior executives that I've coached that have come from the military and they walk into systems where what you described does not exist. And, and more times than not, it doesn't. Um, and it's really funny because um, years back, I was coaching some folks that had recently left the military and trying to get into companies. And they said, oh, they, they don't seem to be understanding um, they think that the military is all command and control and they don't understand that it's not that at all, that it's systems of, of supporting each other, right? And so the companies would say, we don't have a command and control culture and we don't want a military here. Heck, that was what they needed was exactly that. And, and what the Colonel um, is doing or wants to do is exactly what the organization needs, but it completely disconnects. John, you fired companies from your client list, haven't you? I believe you told me. I've gone into companies where I say, uh, I, I have a, I'm, I'm sitting here dying because I had a client win Baldridge yesterday and I can't tell you about it because the Secretary of Commerce hasn't released the name yet. But I can tell you this, that company let me push them harder than they ever dreamt 
somebody can push them. And uh, I want to quote an old mentor of mine, um, Joe Anderson from the Air Force, but Joe said there's a tremendous proximity between excellence and dissatisfaction. Excellent organizations are pushing to be better. And uh, I have a client in Lafayette, Louisiana, and they have a long list of standards of behavior, but one of their standards of behavior, which you made me think of earlier, Walt, when you talked about the, the, the culture was, I will avoid using the phrase, that's not my job. And you could sit in meetings and you couldn't tell who did what. You couldn't say, oh, this is the HR person. This is, you couldn't tell. Everyone was in on every discussion. Phenomenal culture. I'd like to walk quickly through a leadership system because a leader has to have certain characteristics coming in the door. Okay. Uh, I have one client where you have to innovate, evolve, and communicate. You don't have those characteristics coming in the door. You shouldn't be a leader. Leaders have to understand their stakeholder requirements. And when I talk leaders, I'm talking the janitor to the CEO. Um, leaders have to set direction. The CEO may set direction for 10 years. The janitor may set direction for 10 minutes, but they both have to set direction. Because if they don't, the person they're leading doesn't have direction. They got to organize, they have to organize, plan, and align. You know, you get that hall, I'll get this one. The CEO needs to make sure. I've gone through with clients level setting where we get the goals at each level to make sure they're integrated. A leader has to make sure you perform to plan. They have to develop, reward, and recognize people, and they've got to learn and improve. And those are the things a leader has to get done. Now, they can get a lot of help getting that done, but they have to get that done. Let me talk for a second about what a leader can't delegate. I can't delegate being a role model. I've seen CEOs that tell you about the greatest culture in the world and then they have something going on with their secretary. Guess what? It doesn't work. As a janitor, I can't say, okay, you mop this hall and I'll be asleep over here. You have to be a role model. It doesn't work. Uh, they've got to empower teams and the teams have, to, and I think the number one reason, I would love to hear Pat's comment on this, that, that people don't empower is I can't empower if I don't know what my empowerment is. Okay. They have to analyze performance and make course corrections. You know, the world's, nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. You have to make course corrections. And you have to motivate employees. You have to, you're not going to motivate me if I don't, don't think you care about me. And leaders have to continuously improve. If I'm not trying to improve, why should anybody else? So that's just quickly walking through a, a leadership system, a simplistic one. And uh, Kelly, we should have people, uh, you know, get a hold of you. I think we can send them out examples of leadership systems that organizations have used. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for the Higher Gear CIO podcast series. Join us for the last part of our series on leaders, leadership systems, and the impact on culture. In our final segment of this series, we will discuss how to use a leadership system.